good? It's Ozman the Wizard. And Naima. Another damn podcast. Presented by our right. damn selves. 248, kid. 248, yes. 248, 248. We both had pretty interesting weekends. <laughs> break that down. You want to celebrate this? Um, we, we hit a we've hit um a 10-year milestone, an anniversary. You want to hit this first? Like, let me see. Yes, yes. A fantastic milestone. One milestone. Let's find this milestone. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Ten years ago, this happened. <laughs> Ten years ago, yesterday, Saturday. <laughs> right there. <laughs> That's all I wanted to show. And I muted the sound. <laughs> they don't take this down if I play the music. So, like, I can't. Like, <laughs> but they're playing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Meal, what, what was the name of the song? Like, it was a dun- yeah, Big Meal, I'm a boss, was playing. Dun- like, <laughs> And they in the all yeah, boss. Yeah. Yes, and they were coming out in um LeBron, Dwight Howard. They were killing that shit. Wade was Bella was nodding. Bella was kind of nodding. Yeah, Derek Rose. Wade looked- was smiling, and Derek looks over like. That's how shy <laughs> town is. <laughs> That'd have been me up there all day. I know how I am. I'd have been the one like um. We that recent that recently came out again because like uh right before the all-star break, somebody had that meme that said, How Chicago look at the rest of you goofies. <laughs> That's how we look at Chicago is and how we look at goofies. They came up in my memories <laughs> 10 <laughs> years ago. So oh yeah, we gotta talk about that shit. <laughs> so classic. <laughs> 2012 all-star game. Yeah, with um they brought out the Eastern Conference All-Stars. Oh Derek Rose like deadpans the whole shit. Like Derek Rose wasn't for the shits. He wasn't. Dad, he was like deadpan Rose, but we should have called him after that. He deadpan that whole shit. And then he just waves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, Yeah, that was a wild moment. But let's get back to our <laughs> just had to laugh at that. So yeah, we got a lot to talk about today. I was gonna say, oh my god, what happened? What happened 10 years ago? And I instantly see instantly smiles. That's where it does. It puts a smile on your face. <laughs> Keep doing it. It might be our fucking pictures. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we dancing now? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know we was dancing. That's how Derek said he said. I didn't know. I wasn't aware we was dancing. Yeah, it wasn't planned. It's like, you know, yeah. the, uh, it was a hot beat. So, like, they just started getting it. And, like, yeah, he started riding the beat. Oh, and Rose didn't know. He's like, oh, that's what we on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> If they've been playing, he might have done this shit. Who knows? It's like, but he's just no, like, we can dance in Chicago. We footwork in Chicago. We can dance. Like, so no. Shout out Iman Shumpert. Dance yeah. with the stars. Let's go. <laughs> dancing with the stars champion, Shy Town, baby. Current. Hey, you get that footwork. Raining The rain. Hey, my time, I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We held her, uh, we held his partner's shirt like this. We held her ponytail up and he, and she was footwork. And we were like, yeah, we did for the day. Yeah. yeah was girl, no, him and his girl worked on some of those moves too. Because Tiana Taylor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because she's an amazing dancer. So, yeah, I know that she was in no, there. She was in there looking like uh, Debbie Allen from Fame with the stick. Helped him. <laughs> she probably like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. In sweat. <laughs> boom cat, boom cat, boom cat, boom cat, boom cat. I'm taking you back to my dance days. <laughs> boom cat. Russell Talbert. <laughs> Miss Bass ain't play with that stick. Our director, she ain't play with that. Miss Bass had that stick. <laughs> I started with my weekend and um, shout out to everybody who came and kicked it at um, Hip Hop Flow. It is back, yo. Whoa. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got it in last night. It was definitely... I gotta go. I gotta go. Definitely turned. Hot yoga. Um, River North, man. It was um, it was quite an evening, yeah. So shout out to everybody who came out and kicked nice. it. Myself and Xavier. I gotta get back in shape because I'm ready to um, hit that yoga mat. <laughs> Let's go, baby. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> I gotta get back in shape. Hired me like, yeah, no, Xav, like, um, you take his, his classes are intense. They are. They're not for no punk bitches. So, yeah, if you're not ready and shit, <laughs> you better be ready. <laughs> the good thing is that he does, like, he's like, no excuses. And he is willing to work. You know, he, 
makes you feel comfortable. He's like, you know, like everybody starts from somewhere. Like he doesn't make you feel ashamed, you know, because sometimes if you go into certain classes and everybody looks like Billy Blanks in the class, you're going to be looking like, what the, why am I even in here? Because some classes do make you feel like, okay, everybody looks, you know, looking like Shanti and everybody looking, hey. you know, together. Not, and then, not everybody is Tanya and shit in the fucking class. Right. And then you struggling. You like, <laughs> you struggling there. You watch Shanti. Everybody else is ha, 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 ha. You watch Shanti stuff, you know exactly who Tanya is. And shit. Yeah, know. Tanya B. She's, yeah, she hits The it. machine and shit right there. So. Yeah, she hits it. <laughs> so but um, I like that. He does make you feel good. Xavier does make you feel good. I'm actually going to go and I'm going to um, start checking out his stuff. I'm going to start going back. um, But I think I'm going to take the class next time. Yeah. Back in it. Having done um, yoga uh, since pre-pandemic. It's been some years now. Yeah. Haven't done any. So Mm -hmm. way out of shape now. Got to. Well, I'm wearing a hoodie now. Trying to hide. (laughs) Never not working, baby. (laughs) (laughs) So I saw you had an interesting weekend. Yes. Weekend, weekend, weekend. You got it Weekend, weekend, weekend. (laughs) So for my weekend, we decided to do something that none of us have ever done. Um, Khalil is really into monster trucks. This is his monster truck phase. So uh, Ariana came on and was like, "Uh, guess what? The Monster Jam is at the Allstate Arena this weekend. We were like... Coming live Saturday night to the Allstate Arena. It's Monster <laughs> Jam. That, so Camille's like, oh, no, it's, not we <laughs> it's not we can say, oh, no, we can't do it. Because she's like, it's here this weekend and this weekend only. And we were like. <laughs> Offer in Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> be there, be there. Be there, be there, be there. No, but it was really fun. Because <laughs> I didn't know you like like watching on the TV and then Marcus gets on, Marcus kept on saying like Truckosaurus, like from the Simpsons. He was like Truckosaurus. <laughs> so we went in and you know we sit down, we get our seats and you know and then when it started, everything was good. Like we had a really good time. It's just very loud. So next time we go, we would definitely do it again. I would wear earplugs next time. Really loud, but. It was a really good experience. The children had a ball. They was just screaming and they enjoyed the whole show. Um, so I saw Khalil and Ari's trucks. I saw. Yeah, they had their trucks. Um, they also had uh, the BMX people come out um, after halftime. And uh, when they were setting up the little ramps or whatever, and Marcus was like, is Lance Murdoch going to come out? I was like, <laughs> I, was like I can't with you. He's like, they about to bring out Lance Murdoch? Look at lying, baby. So, I mean, we had a ball. We did have a good time. So, like, if you ever got that you've never been to the Monster Truck show, it is a fun, it's a good family event. Like, it was, everybody in there was, like, families. And I, we even saw a little baby. It was, like, right there, like, in front of us, like, a little tiny, little like, tiny arm tiny. baby. Yeah, we saw, like, an arm baby in there. <laughs> so, I mean, it was cool going and just actually being out, like you said, being outside. Yeah. Speaking of which... As you hear this podcast, yeah, when we release <laughs> the fucking mask and vax mandates, over, as Vince Carter said, it's over, over in Chicago. Because Governor Pritzker lifted it on, and then Lori Lightfoot followed suit, said, okay, we're yeah. going to follow suit in Chicago. We're going to follow Illinois, yep. Because mm-hmm. uh, Pritzker put it out for uh, Illinois guidance, like okay, I said. Yeah, we're killing that, and she said, okay, I'm Yeah, down. we'll follow Cause as a state worker, like I said, I get the information. I always get privy to the new mandates first, where because like it goes to our director, then it comes to us, and then I have to give the information. For the dummies and the cheap, yeah. this doesn't mean that um uh, you don't have to wear your mask. Like if you want to wear your mask, keep wearing it. Yeah, that's what it's optional. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Cause I see people say, yeah, I don't fuck what they say. I'm still wearing mine. Like nobody's saying you can't wear it. It's like it's just if somebody doesn't want to wear the shit, they don't have to. That's what we. Yeah, saying. you can't be like, what are you doing without? You can't like can't uh, mask. mask a bully somebody now, basically. Yeah. <laughs> that's what. Like, what are you doing? You want to wear it? Wear it. Michael Jackson wore one in the eighties. I was gonna say Michael Jackson. He <laughs> wore gloves and a mask. Yeah, he knew then. It's like yeah. he was ahead of the curve. Michael Jackson. Like I mean, we laughed at him, but he was ahead of the curve. He knew what he was doing. So, so if you want to wear a mask, you can wear one. Nobody's telling you not to. Which, yeah. 
It's, mm-hmm. Boy, just been I've been doing this shit. It's almost two years now. So some people mm-hmm. are just over the shit. Like I, t- yeah. I think think I take my chance, especially the people that are fully vaxxed and boosted. They really is like, yeah, like I still gotta wear this shit. I'm vaxxed and boosted. It's people that are like that. It's like it's like my I'm, thing that I just state that they. My like, <laughs> thing I keep on going back to that that they should permanently have is when you walk into any establishment, it should just be a dispenser of sanitizer at every door. <laughs> so you just hit it. So if you have to touch anytime it's a risk of you touching the door handle, it should be a, a, a sanitizer oh, right I there. I always been paranoid about men's rooms like Mike for years. Like all the my, door handles are filthy. <laughs> all my adult life, I always been paranoid about men's rooms. Like I, I do, I try to touch as little as possible. Like, like this with your foot, you like? Exactly. <laughs> like this foot, try to. <laughs> I like um turn the faucet on before I like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey, turn it on first before you are uh, yeah and lower your paper towel do all touch you put your paper towel yeah lower it you, uh, lower my towel and turn them before i lay a uh, wash yeah so that way you ain't got to touch the fucking thing because that thing right. <laughs> wash your hands and then you touch the thing it's like no i touch you that first yourself, right. before you wash this shit yeah so i do and so then I, even after washing my hands after i leave the bathroom and, and use a paper towel to dry my hands i use the paper towel to grab the door handle oh, and then even still and they even still like I'm looking for a sanitizer even after like even though I've washed my hands properly I still just feel comfortable grabbing the sanitizer to even have to wash my hands I just feel and comfortable. If they don't have it, I, I keep this in my pocket. <laughs> right, I keep wearing my purse. <laughs> I keep wearing my purse at all times. Size Purell at all times. So, yeah. So even if they don't got it, because <laughs> I have my sanitizer in my car. I'm straight. Yeah. <laughs> I have one in my console in my car. I have it one in my purse. I have one in my work bag. Like I have sanitizer all stashed around. So yeah, <laughs> there that is. I'm um I'm feeling it because now um the CDC is starting to call it an endemic. So I like the word end. <laughs> so yeah, that means the end is the end. I like yeah, I'm, I'm looking pandemic. Yeah, I like the word endemic. Yeah, <laughs> are we seeing a tunnel now? Are we starting to see light at the end of this tunnel? Hopefully, yeah. I'm hoping by um let's let's, let's manifest this by your birthday. We out of the pandemic. Let's say by the summer, by June. Let's okay. be out. I can go for that Summer because of uh, June and then like, the, big, baby. <laughs> and then the new fiscal year starts in July. So like, I'll go, I'll go fiscal year. So June 30th, let's say that the pandemic ends for this fiscal year. And then the new fiscal year, we won't be in a pandemic starting the new fiscal year. I can go for that. I can go for that. That would be beautiful. Man. Yes, it does. It's, it's just like, everything is just, drastically changed just for everybody just the way that we um just the way that we just see things and the way we move and a post that really got to me recently on facebook i think it may have been in my um black alumni group my big 10 black alumni i think it was in that because it basically was showing when was the last normal year for students and when it broke down each when it broke down each grade level so basically if you're my child's age, like Ariana's age, she's never had a normal never had regular school. She's never had a normal school year. Never. Your whole school career. Her whole school time. She has never, because they said that like it was a like breaking down. It was like kids, kindergarten have not had it. This, you know, it was like breaking down each year. And I'm like, yeah, because like, okay, seniors in high school, last time they had a normal year was freshman year. And you know, it was just like going backwards, just like breaking down. And then when it showed, got to the young kids, I'm like, so yeah, I was like, basically, my kids have never had normal school basically like i said none of this shit makes sense man yeah so it says sports they do the shit they do the same thing in, in high school sports that they do in pro sports it's like yeah sitting on the sideline you masked up but like you're on the court sweating and breathing and coughing all over <laughs> each other like breathing. make it make sense it's like yeah. that's what i'm saying and hey, somebody does like an and one. Like like, you guard somebody sweating all over each other. Someone but. does like a cold oh, and one. Yeah, and yeah, you yeah. grab your partner. Yeah, you grab your teammate. Yeah, 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 brother, yeah, yeah. You all like, yeah. You're celebrating a victory. Yeah. <laughs> don't be in the um. Don't be in the the, the, the handshake line when Juwan Howard is there. So I'm <laughs> don't be in the handshake. I don't even know if I want to talk about his ass. <laughs> Making Shy Town look ridiculous. Come on, man. That's C- he's CVS right there. Shout out our brother Kareem. Yes, he Jawan Howard's. That's yeah, that's your homie CVS right I there. I was looking, I was looking at his card earlier because I had I have a card of his and I was I found it in my drawer. Yeah, <laughs> I was looking at what team we was with the Washington Bullets. We with the bullets. <laughs> that's who drafted in Washington. Because <laughs> I have that card of his. <laughs> 
And I was like, I was like, wow, I have a Joe. I was like, we'll do it. Somebody like I have this Jawan Howard card. <laughs> Jawan fucking Howard. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, well, his ass is suspended for the rest of the regular season. <laughs> they got him the fuck out of there. Well, the, the, he, he still kept his job. So, I mean, there's that. He, he yeah, kept he, his job. They just said, hey, they sent him home. <laughs> said, okay, hey, hey, take the seat. Go, yeah, go call Regroup. Back. Regroup. Call, calm your ass down. I didn't even realize then again, I don't follow NCAA. I didn't even know he was back with Michigan. I thought he was still with the Heat. And shit. That's that's how little I followed it. <laughs> remember I he, remember when he did, because like I said, I'm in that black alumni group on Facebook. With the Heat, like with Spolster. Mm-hmm. Like, he was like, so I didn't I didn't know he had left. So I saw them really hyping. I said, that's why I knew, because I said my Facebook group, I said, like, you know, so we have like an alumni network. It's like, yeah, so I told you I don't follow. NCAA. And they was like, yeah, it was like, yeah, Michigan proud, you know, because like, it's like the all the Big Ten schools in this um group on Facebook that we have. I didn't and realize he had left the NBA. <laughs> They were like, yeah, Michigan. Like, when did he leave? <laughs> <laughs> but, mm. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing to add to that. It's just, <laughs> well, since you open up on Chicago, I'll go a positive way of Chicago. Did you see the, um, the, uh, the nonprofit that uh, paid for school for what was it, seven schools? Mm-mm. I think. Yeah, Hope Chicago, I want to say, is the name of the uh, organization. And they surprised seven schools, I want to say. And uh, basically, they gave seven schools, all the students at the schools, every student, um, tuition free. They can go to college for free. Okay. Yeah. I know Morgan Park was one of them. Morgan Park High School is one of them. The other schools, I can't remember, but I did see Morgan Park was one of the schools that got uh, rewarded. Nice. And yeah, they have uh, they have their choices of uh, 20 institutions. I don't know all the institutions that are on the list, but basically I want to say probably it's in-state, I want to say. Mm-hmm. So they can pick any of these 20 institutions and they can attend college for free. I like it. So, I mean, and of course, you know, with anything, and this is the thing I hate about the internet, of course, with anything, I might, a gesture like that, giving kids free college, because we know student loans are, loan are crap. Out of control right now. Yeah. Student loans are out of control. I have friends who owe $200,000, $300,000. You have like a li- and they got and they got a liberal arts degree. It's not even like yeah, they're not doctor. Even, it's not you're MD. You're not even making, you don't have a job that where you can pay those loans, basically. To justify so, that. Like, if you. The job if you, you got is not paying, it's not, a, can't even. That's the thing. If I pay $200,000, I expect to earn $700,000. Yeah, you better make I expect it. to earn seven hundred. If I'm paying two hundred thousand, I better be earning seven hundred yeah. to make the math make sense. I can't earn forty thousand and pay two hundred thousand. No, that makes no sense. It doesn't. But you know, most of the most of the people were like, "Congratulations, students." There's some people. You know, what was this that when I was in? It's not about you. It's not about you. What about the people who paid up their loans? Yeah. What do we get? We don't get nothing for us. But the people who we worked hard, we paid up our loans. All right, your president. Man. <laughs> he said he was paying on There you go. <laughs> I worked. I worked. I paid up. I had. I had a small amount of student loans, and I paid off my student loans. But I'm not bitching and complaining about somebody who got it. I'm not. Joe's ass. That's all I'm saying. Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe. And then the, the worst one is the people, well, this is not teaching anything because it's giving everybody it. So all the students, so even like the students who aren't good students, they get it too. And then, and then they're not going to, they're not going to appreciate that college scholarship. They're not, they should give it to somebody who really going to appreciate it. And this and somebody's hating. I'll say sound like a hater to me. Sounds like a hater who made bad choices and took out too many loans. That's what it sounds like. I'm like, damn, I'm like, can't we just have a, a, a that's a, like, I don't see how can you find how can you how can you be cynical in that? I, I just don't get that cynicism and um you owe and giving loans. scholarships to kids. You hating because you owe loans. That's all that is. Sounds like hating. That. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I don't get that though. I'm like, what the hell? I don't get that. That always like that boggles me when people do shit like that. It just <sighs> but congratulations to the kids who are awarded the scholarships. Like, congratulations to them. And uh, hopefully, like I said, this opens up doors that you never thought would be open to you. Like I said, another reason 
why people are trying to go the route. And like I said, and I'll say it here when people try to talk about like, well, the kids who aren't good students, okay, just because you're not a good student now doesn't mean you're never going to be a good student. What if you just have more opportunity you start now? somewhere? You got to start somewhere. What if you just have, you don't have the opportunity, but now that you have an opportunity given to you, now it's like, okay, I see have something given to me. So now let me go out there and see it. So congratulations to the kids who are going to actually start off <laughs> their, their adult life, their young adult life without owing student loans. So congratulations to you guys. I, I applaud that. I do. Let's stay inside town then. Yeah, we all um, yes. let's keep it local right now. Mm -hmm. Have you watched Kanye's Netflix documentary? I have not got to it yet. I need to. Is it all up? Is everything all up or is it? It's, um, uh, it releasing it one part of it at a time. So it's, um, I've seen the first two parts, like the third part. I think it might, it might go up today as we speak. Or so is it three parts, four parts, how many parts? Part, I believe it's a three part miniseries. Okay. So like what's what I do, I'll just watch it all. Cause like, that's how I like to do it. Like if stuff, I don't like to like watch it, like release one at a time. Like if it's something like that, I like to just sit and watch the whole thing. I, watched, I wanted to talk about it. That's why I watched the two that were up. Yeah. So nice. I thought only three would be up, but it's two that, but as we record, it's two. The third one might nice. be by the time you hear this, but yeah, it's um, mm -hmm. two up. So I, yeah, it's um, it's called Genius. Yeah, J Genius. Yeah, because I saw the billboard when I was um driving around because it was like one billboard by my job. Yeah, I saw Genius with the yeah. I highly recommend if you um, especially if you come from that era, this is what I do. Like, I feel like I was watching like part of my history because like, it's cool. <laughs> like yeah. I met Kanye during that time when he was on right. The, I told that story. Have I told you? You met him at um, the old Isaac Hayes. Isaac Hayes. I was trying. You said I was trying to think of the name of the place. Isaac Hayes on Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, like two thousand and one yeah. is like me and my mm -hmm. homie. Like my homie knew exactly who he was because he had done some stuff with Kanye. Mm -hmm. He was like this Kanye. He was like you know like hyping him up, hyping like, him up, and you like okay. like it's kind of annoying when like dudes are on other dudes' dicks like that. It's like. <laughs> He can tell his own. Yeah. You don't have to lay. Like, yeah, he he got a mouth and shit. He can tell. Right, he that. can't hype himself, but he don't need a hype man. Especially now we know about Kanye. Kanye definitely doesn't need a hype man. No, <laughs> at all. He definitely can speak. <laughs> That's one thing that brother can do is talk. Sometimes he speaks a little too much. Sometimes his PR needs to be like reel him back. <laughs> is it reel him back sometimes? But then <laughs> um, during that time, he's like talking about saying what you've been up to. He's like, yeah, he's like, oh, just doing some stuff with Rockefeller. This is like 2001 Rockefeller. They like you get this. And I was like, because I, I I wasn't saying he wasn't, but it's like um Chicago cats, like even then lie so much. <laughs> lie. Say <laughs> so it like his lie. Then and now lies so much. It's like so like is you always kind of like skeptical. I didn't yeah, speak on skeptical. the man, like so I, I will say that, but I just um looked at it with like I took it with a grain of salt and kept it moving. Sure enough, about a month mm -hmm. after that, yeah, the, the H to the Izzo, B to the Izzo, that, 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 um, that dropped about a month later. And they showed, like, Kanye when um he got, he first got that H to the Izzo hit. That's on there, too. So I was like, so I was there right around that time when I met Kanye for the and, first time. Uh, yeah. And, like, I didn't realize Kanye came down to my school uh, because... Yeah, like I say in my black alumni group on Facebook, somebody posted an old flyer and I was still down there. I was like, why didn't I go to this? I said, I probably was, I was just probably being cheap. Was. That's all I probably was just being cheap. But this was 2003. So like he was already out. So he I don't know why. This is after the accident. That's when people. Yeah. Started. So he was already out. I don't know why you was didn't like, <laughs> it was like October of 2003. So I was still down there. It was October of 2003. Yeah, he probably was focused on graduation. He wasn't even thinking. About I probably, yeah, that's probably what it was because I was about to graduate. So I probably was focusing on. Well, Kanye didn't graduate. Y'all probably was focusing on graduation. It's probably I, what it was. I, <laughs> I was looking to the graduation. The documentary is so dope. Like the way it starts, it's like um, it's some Jermaine Dupree party, like some kind of party for Jermaine Dupree, and they show um, they interviewing um, the guys that they they show it's from like '98 or something. It's like wait, mm -hmm. yeah. They said, okay, we got Mason's here coming in the building. He had with Harlem World. You remember Mason? Yeah, I had the Harlem. I love the Harlem World album. I had that yeah. album, the CD. I had it. Yeah. Yeah. So he was, yeah, young producer, little skinny um, kid with big teeth and glasses. <laughs> it was there. That was Kanye. It's like, it's like who knew? Like, that, that would be a big... With big teeth and glasses. Yeah. 
Kanye has teeth back in the day. So yeah, the skinny little kid, big teeth and glasses. There. And glasses. Talking, yeah, I'm the next thing up. And all you know, Kanye was even Kanye back then. It's like, yeah. Didn't know he wore glasses, but okay. <laughs> Ain't know that. And they show like his journey is like, um, and I remember the show that um the guy who like did the documentary, Cootie, is like um, he had a show back. You might not even on Channel 19. Shout out to all my Channel 19 folks. I remember Channel 19. He had a show called Channel Zero on Channel 19. It was like um, it was like a basically raw like un- it's like like it's like some street shit basically where he just okay. went down interviewing celebrities and shit. Yeah. Okay. And that's how um so when Kanye he said Kanye is this different type of dude even back then. So he told Cootie, like, hey, I want you to document my journey. This is, like, way back in, like, 99, 2000. He knew that he was going to be a star and shit then. It's like, yeah. so, he, like so he was like. Oh, I know it now. Baby, I'm a star. I'm a Kanye star. was a different type of dude. He knew back then that he was special. It's just, so he said, hey, I want you to document every move I make. You know, Kanye, the best you know, Kanye took that leap of faith and he moved from, like, Chicago to New York. Mm-hmm. Or actually New Jersey. He moved to the East because he's in Newark, New Jersey. Yeah. Took that leap of faith, like, um, because, like, especially, yeah, especially then, like, you gotta, in order to be respected in Chicago, you gotta leave Chicago. <laughs> you gotta leave Chicago. So, Kanye took that leap of faith, and he asked Cootie, like, hey, come on with me, like, and Cootie dropped everything he was doing to, like, move out there to, like, document mm-hmm. Kanye's thing, yeah. And now we Who's have the this- best person to, uh, to bet on you, but yourself. You're the best person to bet on you, mm-hmm. is you. So like some amazing yeah. footage that was part because I wonder whatever happened to Channel Zero, but like now I know like who he with he's with Kanye. That's why yeah. right. <laughs> so that's whatever happened to this because I used that to Kanye like, bread. <laughs> so that's why it just kind of just went away one day, like yeah. So but that's why because he moved out to New York to document Kanye. And so he's mm-hmm. like, I dropped, uh, I ended up about everything I was doing, and then it turned into this documentary. So he got some amazing footage from like the last 20 years, basically. Nice. A lot of Donda in there too, so that was like yeah, he's like a lot. And Donda, you know, you know, like, like, she was like such a supportive, like she was so supportive of everything. Yeah, like, and that's like, why I think a big part of it. He was is, famous. She like um, she she was supportive of like everything he was doing, like during. And that. I think that is a big part of it. Like I mean, I know people are talking about him in this, and when he has episodes, and a big part of that is is that he never. He never processed his mom's death. Yeah, you watch this documentary. You I don't care what no one says. You see a lot of behind the scenes footage about how close he and his mom were. Losing a parent is hard as hell. Like I said, we lost our dad. So it's hard as hell to lose a parent. But if you don't pro- if you don't take that time to properly grieve, to properly process, like here's how you knew that Donda was a real one. Like this is her like college professor and shit. Yeah. Son drops out of college to pursue a rap career and she supported and it. She supports him. You didn't say like you doing that, like you throwing your life. No, she supported his decision. It's like that's why you know she was a real one. Because like, a lot of parents like would have. She said, taught like, at Chicago State. Yeah. So she was for a professor her, at Chicago State. Yeah. For her to like support him even after he made that decision, like no, nah, had a doctorate, right? Doc, she was Doctor Donda West, right? She had a doctorate. Yeah. To support his decision oh. after that, that shows she was a real one. Like, but that's what you do as a parent. Like if you love your child, you support your child and you support their vision. Everybody's not going to be like, sure, we would all love our children to be the next Elon Musk, the next um, Jeff Bezos. Like, what parent doesn't want their child to achieve that high level? Or Nobel Prize. Win a Nobel Prize, win a Pulitzer Prize. Like, who doesn't want that? Or if you go the uh, sport route, who doesn't want their child to be the next Michael Jordan? If you go the sports route, who doesn't want that? Whatever, yeah. Next LeBron James, Steph Curry, who doesn't want that? Or if we go the acting route, you want your child to be the next Denzel Washington. You lost your motherfucking mind. (laughs) You want the next Will Smith. You want your child to be that. But everybody doesn't have that path. So, you know, you... You can tell. Who knows? Had she not supported him, who knows if Kanye would have made it as far as he did. Yeah, Exactly. Support, yeah. But like was with say, yeah, go ahead, move to New Jersey. Yeah, like yeah, I got you. Yeah, she's and the thing is, and the thing is, you do this with your child. And here's the thing I said, let me let me amend my statement before people jump in. Well, you this is my amendment to my statement. Even stuff like um the game has changed, like YouTube is popular now. Mm-hmm. People are YouTubers, like it's kids who are gamers who are making yeah, like, crazy oh, money oh, being gamers he, with YouTube channels. Sports is a real thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if your child comes up to you and says, I want to drop out of school. Here is my here is my projections for the next year, 
for the next two years. This is what I want to do. Da da. This you give a well drawn out blueprint. You give an actual plan. You support your child. If your child's like, I want to drop out of school, and then they just want to play PlayStation in your house. That's not what I'm saying. Support. Don't support that. No, <laughs> that's not what I mean. But if your child has a vision, I want to open my own business. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Like, I have this idea to open my own business. During that time, you lock yourself in a room making five beats a day for three summers. It's like That's you, commitment. You know that he's dead. He's not. He ain't, that's commitment. That's dedication. Like if he said, I, I, I want to be a rapper. I want to be a producer. And then he produces one track every eight months. That's not. No, that's not dedication. You're not. Pumping these tracks out, they'd be like, okay, like this dude is serious. Yeah. But even if you were pumping a track out every week, even like that's a lot. If you were doing one track a week, that's a lot. If you were doing one track a week, that's a lot. That means that you're consistently, you know, you're keeping it flowing. You're keeping that wheel flowing. That wheel is going. I love the evolution of how this um went down. They showed like basically from the beginning, you know, like he was getting shit on and early, like, which of course, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Because people there, because like let's forget, like people didn't look at Kanye as a rapper earlier. They didn't. He was a producer, like he's a producer that's trying to rap. That's how they looked at him. Yeah. But Kanye was like, no, I got bars. He's like, I want to rap. It's like, yeah, hey, I want to make, yeah, I want, I want to, I'm gonna be bigger than all these motherfuckers, basically. And like most of them he ended up being bigger than. Like, he's like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a star. Yeah, because Kanye knew that. They showed like during the time, like shout out to my homegirl Tifa, like she made it onto the documentary because um she uh, was working at GCI, she was doing the B side, which was like their um their their mix show that that hit like mm-hmm. and they played like a lot of local music back then. I remember when Latifah was doing this show, and they showed when they came, but it had to be like two thousand one or something like that when they came mm-hmm. by Tifa, and like everybody was like her blowing her timeline up after that. She was like, yeah, because Tifa, she's like not even, a, she's not even in a biz no more. She left radio. Yes. Yeah, so right. She's like, yeah, shout out to everybody. Like, so on that, my radio career actually mattered. It's like, yeah. Like, <laughs> nice. Like, yeah. Like, and she was a part of Kanye's journey, which mm-hmm. is pretty dope. I was like, oh, look at Tifa. Yeah. No, yeah. I think you got to watch it now. So hopefully all the parts are available. Cause like I said, I like to, when, the, when those stuff, that type of stuff, I like to watch everything all together because. I'm mad, like when I'm like, I want more, I want more, and then it's not. Like, I got wait another week, or I got wait another day. Like oh, I want more, I want it, I want it, I want it. And then he finally, <laughs> um, he's trying to get like, cause he was already plugged with Rockefeller, cause he was doing tracks for them and everything. Mm-hmm. But then, um, Dash wasn't trying to sign him right away. You see a lot of Dame Dash in this documentary as well too. Like they showed Dash was like, well, <laughs> him at the time, yeah. And then so he was shopping into like other labels and shit, and everybody was like, basically like sending them away and you know it's like it's great so, have uh, my people call your people have my people call you like, you don't you know the blow off the classic blow off and he had like part of the classics from college dropout done at that time he was playing like all falls down for people like as an example like yes yeah, see i rap and he was playing that track and like people and motherfuckers was, like rejecting it and like that became a huge hit years later yeah yeah, the all falls that he was playing that. Yeah, I'm still self conscious. That's why I at least at least one of my watches. Yeah, that was a uh, that was I heard like it was like a spoken word. Did he do like as a spoken word or something? Yeah, he did it on. Uh, yeah, I was like because I, I heard that spoken word. He was like okay because like we gonna um I'm a, I'm build up to that. Yeah, how we got there. Yeah, which um mm-hmm. he was like shopping his album and then like finally um dash like um which he actually talked about on the um the last the last call like on the college dropout out he actually mentioned that on the track back in the day but mm-hmm. he's like on the like dad the reason why dad signed him is basically like okay like even if we don't use him in a rapper we got him on the contract we can get all the beats like that's yeah, the we need the beats I am. so it was like a smart that's a business move. man that's yeah. a business man yeah it was a smart <laughs> move like that is like so even though we don't really see him as a rapper but let's sign him anyway because the nigga is cold at beats and shit. Like, that's why. He, <laughs> so that's why they got him. And he was cranking out some classic, like the guess who's Bazak with Scarface. Mm-hmm. He, he, so he showed him playing on the off house down for Scar, playing his raps for Scarface. Like, they showed him, like, he was like, he was basically like playing his music for everybody who would listen. Like, mm-hmm. he was, like playing. <laughs> and then um, Rockefeller finally signs him around 2002. He signs with The Rock. And like, uh, I remember the concert. Um, he was, um, was Rockefeller was in Chicago, like of course Kanye's hometown there to make the announcement. Yeah. So Jay-Z's like, yeah, come on out here, Kanye. Like, we got the big announcement. Yeah, he's like the newest member of the roster. They hand him yeah. the Rockefeller chain. It's like and the crowd mm-hmm. go crazy, of course. They go crazy. I remember seeing that video, yeah. The crowd went crazy. They hand him his Rockefeller chain. So he became officially Rockefeller. That and then his first song as a rapper on Rockefeller was the champions from Virginia. Mm-hmm. Dad said, but you ain't know a producer could rap like dance dance was talking oh about. yeah 
NBA was spitting on that one. They showed that recording session. They showed a lot of sessions too, like studio sessions. For me. I like sessions. I like watching that in documentaries. I like watching the sessions. I like to see how something comes together. I like seeing the process. I do. Yeah, you basically see the how the whole um college dropout album comes together, which is oh nice. And I'm sorry, like that's still my favorite album. College Dropout still my favorite. Still my favorite Kanye album. Yeah, you're right. Still my favorite Kanye album. I, I can still listen to that album now. Like it's it. some of the other ones. I'm like, like the whole, like the first three albums. I still, I can College Dropout, Late Registration, Graduation. Those three, I can bump. I can ride. I can ride to those. Then when he starts like that. The 808, 808. That one, I was kind of. Eh. I like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. I like watch the throne. It's like I, I ride with Yay. It's like I like some his, of the other ones were kind of. I was like, eh, mm, and then mm. um, <laughs> of course the accident happens because Kanye had to fly out to L.A. to do some work. Yeah, and that's yeah. The, uh, the accident and shattered his jaw in like three places. Yeah, burning the candle at both ends because yeah. then John Hinton. That wasn't that what happened with John Hinton too when he had his accident. He was like burning the candles at both ends. I think and that's dangerous. Like you trying to and then you're driving and you're getting like an hour of sleep that's very dangerous it is so yeah so, um, a lot of people thought he would never rap again but you know kanye being kanye he that's when he you know spit it through the wire through the wire well through the wire he's not recording this through the wire so like he recorded like that recorded that six weeks after his accident by the way yeah. so you know the that i like best about the whole about especially like those earlier works like that I mean, you had Shaka Khan, you have Selena Johnson. So you have Barry, you had Chicago. Like you had Chicago right there. So that's what I liked about that. Like you definitely had that representation of the shy. So then yeah. um, when he's playing the through the wire joint for cats, like uh, they saw what he played it for Pharrell and shit, and Pharrell reacting like, oh shit, it's like that <laughs> you spit that shit with your jaw wire shut. It's like he was like playing yeah, that's, that joint for cats. <laughs> that's motivation. They so Pharrell saying, "Yep," yeah. because then he started getting validation from like some heavy, like Scarface validated him. Pharrell, mm -hmm. Jay Z, they all started saying, "Like, yeah, he's the next one up." Like, so mm -hmm. Kanye was like slow build. But here's the thing: like, once his accident happened, like, you no know, Rockefeller put him on the back burner now. So, like, yeah, yeah. They, like, his album was shelved indefinitely. So, like, how he didn't have a budget to do his album now. So, like, but but he was really creative how he was doing shit. It was like funny, like, because they showed um how he did um. The breathe in, breathe out joint with Ludacris. It's like he basically just had to, he had to be get catch when he could. It's like it showed him how he got Jamie Foxx and shit, like to do the slow jams. It's like he was just like, it's kind of like almost on some ambush. You're like, hey, I just need you to do this. He was like basically going to their sessions and like getting like to do a part for it. it was like that. So it was like how Kanye, he's like, like I said, college dropout almost didn't happen. One, one thing that you're gonna say, one thing I say about us in Chicago is. We know how to hustle. <laughs> Chicago, we, we got that hustle in us. The through the we wire, the video, which I didn't know, he paid it out of his pocket. He said, I paid like oh, like $33,000 for this video out of my Which life. video? Uh, through the wire. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Right. Yeah, because you no know, Rockefeller, they had kind of like, you know, pulled his budget after the mm -hmm. accident. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll finance this video. $33,000 is a lot of money. Like I said, like I said back then, especially back then. So that would be what, maybe like a hundred and something now. Or some like maybe upper like in the eight, well, close to a hundred, probably close to a hundred now. Upper five, yeah. something like that. Yeah, like twenty years ago, so like probably close to like a hundred now. Yeah, it's a lot of money. <laughs> but, almost, yeah. It was like I like I like the um when he saw like trying to tell Jamie Foxx the um on the slow jams about yeah how the um the different artists and they yeah. Oh, Luther Vandross. He's like telling which like artists. And that, mm -hmm. yeah. And it's like funny how they just like back and forth. And then Jamie just starts throwing a bunch of ridiculous artists. Up. You know, Jamie being a comic. It's like, yeah, you will definitely like this documentary. It's like Al Green. Hey, Al Green. Green. Oh. A lot of that was like ad-libbed a lot of that stuff. I like when he hit that, when he hit that note right there. Yeah. Now I'm gonna listen to college drop on that one. Oh my college drop out back on. <laughs> They show D Ray in the studio with him. Yeah, they show him with D. 
Because the fuck was that, Kanye? The wire for D Ray and shit, and then D Ray's like, "Hell, I need to get in an accident now." <laughs> He's like, "If you you did that after an accident, like, I need to get that." D Ray is silly. One arm, <laughs> like that. One He's arm, man. Right here. Then I saw you got D Ray on the album because like D Ray was out in L A too. He is like he is getting his grind. Yeah, because he was blind doing because he had did barbershop. Yeah, his comedy career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he sounded like a cross between Bernie Mac and um Cedric from Barbershop. That's like what he sounded it's like. So when you see when he's cutting that, they see they show D Ray actually in the studio doing them, those lines for that. Yeah, he sounded like that's what he sounded like a cross between Bernie and um Cedric. That's what it sounded like when Cedric was an old man in Barbershop. That's what it sounded like. Well, yeah, yeah, college dropout was like it almost didn't have Kanye was working his ass off to get that album out. Yeah, and it paid off. Like you say, you gotta bet on yourself sometimes, and like basically, like that. I call that. And what is it? Is it just is that like a Chicago thing? Like I call that the Robert Townsend thing. Like Robert Townsend, he went all in for Holly, uh, Hollywood shoveling. Yeah, became the fucking man. It's like, yeah. That's, I guess it's a Chicago thing, I guess. <laughs> and you go all in and you <laughs> you go but, all in hard. <laughs> like um, if you're from that era of like that era of hip hop, and if um you want to see a lot of like behind the scenes, especially like with his mom, you get plenty of that. Yeah. Right, I don't really like how we got to when you mentioned the spoken word joint because Kanye was like, okay, like um Rockefeller's not gonna promote me, I'm gonna promote myself. So he went on Deaf Poetry Jam. Most and spoken popular. words yeah. that was a big thing because like i went to like during especially during the millennium around that time yeah. it was like they spoken word was really big yeah, i went to a lot of hbo yeah the deaf poetry jam yeah i went to a lot of spoken word sets around that time i, I did with you yeah, I mean, yeah spoken word was really big I, at that time get up and do poems before yeah I, like i need to start doing that again but i need to dust off my skills yeah, that's why kanye <laughs> appeared on deaf poetry jam because he's like, okay like i promote myself <laughs> that's the main reason he went on there just so people could hear his stuff and then he did um the all falls down all falls down he did that my line still like she had hair so long that it looked like weave and then she cut it all off and now she looked like eve i said i always love that line that line, line always... everybody kept liking that when he played it like all the all the girls like yeah so you could she couldn't afford a car so she named her daughter alexis, daughter alexis. that alexis. was a good I'm line too why you like that line I was like, oh, yeah okay. i like that line for a car that's the line that got a lot of reaction we kept playing all falls now <laughs> couldn't afford a car so she named the daughter alexis <laughs> <laughs> They saw him at Leon. I forgot earlier. They're like Leon's barbecue on 79. They so kind of <laughs> illegal. Like, like it's just now on there many a times. It's on 63rd now, I think, by the YMCA. You know the original one. I think it's on 63rd. I think they moved to 63rd. I think that's where it is now on 63rd. Yep, over there. Cause we used to go there, you know. It's right there across from the Regal. Yep. Say night. You got Say Night, you got Stony Island, you got South Chicago. It's a um, I want yeah, some food true. bags out there on that corner too. <laughs> Soldier at War was out there selling their teas. But highly recommended. Check out Genius Kanye West on Netflix. Like, I'm gonna I check it out. Third part. I gotta check it out now. Me looked, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what else you got, kid? Before we get to some heavy shit, yeah, I got some more. I got a couple. Um, Another light thing that uh something that came back recently on streaming. Um, the Proud family is back. They're on Disney Plus, yes. I heard. I heard. Um, yeah, because uh, Ariana when she could we watch I showed the Ariana the original one, she liked Penny Shout Proud. Out Proud. Shout yeah. out Kyla Pratt. Love Kyla Pratt. Can we give Kyla Pratt, uh, Kyla Pratt her flowers? Because she's been in the game for like 25 years. <laughs> she was like eight, like she's been in the game, like since she was like eight years old, and she's been killing it. But she's been killing it in the game. So shout out to Kyla Pratt for doing her thing. But it just started streaming on February 23rd. It's called Prouder and Louder. And they got a couple of new characters on um, Kiki Wyatt. Not Kiki. Uh, yeah, Kiki. Not Kiki Wyatt. Kiki Palmer. Kiki Palmer's on there now. Uh, she's a voice on there. Um, I want to say EJ, Magic Johnson's son, is on there. Um, and then, of course, like the old usuals, you got Paula J. Parker. Uh, Tommy Davidson, um, uh, Joe B. Pay and Sugar. I love Joe B. Pay and Sugar Mama. <laughs> sugar Mama. Still without Sugar Mama. Yeah. <laughs> My grandbaby. Like, I love Joe B. Praying. She's so funny. Um, what's her name? Um, Caramelina White as Dijanae, the best friend. 
hey girl you know like her is yeah. um, I like she another one who got longevity yeah I gotta give her her flowers too hey Kanisha and fucking um lean on me back in the a long time yeah <laughs> Charmaine 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 <laughs> Lance <laughs> Lance did her and Lance ever get married Lance played Nicolette on Malcolm and Eddie. She didn't have a long career. Yet, so shout out. Yeah. So it's not, it's good. I like um, what they're doing now with it because obviously Proud Family now is, is for the 2020s now. So it's like, it's a new millennium. So it's like they have like, um, where they had like the cancel culture of social media. Like they wrote that into like one of the uh, storylines. So it's very relatable stuff now. So it's like, obviously they can't do stuff that was done originally because the original show was like in the early 2000s. Techno- we have so much more technology and stuff like that that have advanced now. So we have to change it up now and do things a little different. But I enjoyed the first two episodes. I'm pretty sure Orlando Brown is not part of it anymore. So. No, and like... I'm pretty sure he's not. <laughs> he's not. And the way they wrote his character out, like they like... I think that they could do. You know how I feel about whenever they do re- and like when characters, I feel like they could have wrote him out better. Like the way they wrote him out was just kind of like kind of strange. <laughs> it was just kind of like flash and he's gone. So I mean, I feel like it could have been. They poochied his ass. Yeah, I've got to go now. My it could have been a better way to write him out. Oh, Soleil Moonfire is on there still because she, she was the voice of Zoe, so she's still on there too. Punky Brewster, basically, yeah. But check out the louder and prouder family. Since we're talking about shows back on the airwaves. Doom, doom. Law and Order. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the OG Law and Order. <laughs> with an updated cast. Like they brought um, Anthony Anderson and, um, yeah. and Sam Watterson back from the original show. Sam Watterson's back? No way. Back. Jack McCoy. He's still a um, DA's chair. Yes. He's still a DA? Yeah. Um, Anthony Anderson is like now the lead detective because he was a junior detective when the show was right when he like first joined. Uh, yeah, no, so no. Anthony Anderson said, I'm gonna get my money. Black is just in it, but I got on this. <laughs> like he got on Black is right around when Law and Order got canceled originally, so like Anthony, he just keeps him a job. Yeah, black man, get your money. Black man, get nah, your he money. Got, he top billing. I was going there showing the crowd. Like, oh, Anthony got top billing now. Yeah, so he's like the top billing on the show. Like that, he gains money. Okay. Um, the first episode, like, well, we'll spoil it. It's, all, it's already been out for like a few days now. Like, you know, like they um ripped from the headlines, they base them on real life. So, guess what story they did? <laughs> George Floyd. Uh uh-uh. uh. They didn't go that deep. Um, um uh, it, it is a recent um controversy though. So you're in the right time frame. What? Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I went too deep. I like George Floyd. I was like, I went too deep. <laughs> Can they show the um the um, the famous like yeah the 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 family guy like the fate the safe black comedian that um who was recently released on a technicality who uh, assaulted over forty women. You, you tell it was Cosby. They were like whatever. Yeah. Who was the black? Who played the black comedian? Was it somebody famous? Was somebody it, epic? It wasn't, let me look and see. Like I didn't. Was it nobody epic? Like it, I mean, it, it could have been somebody. Like if it was like one of the Waynes, that would have been hilarious. Like if like Keenan Ivory Waynes or somebody like that. That would have been wild. It should have been Keenan Ivy Wayne's or Damon. It should have been somebody like that. <laughs> like uh, when they did um, uh, Mel Gibson and uh, it was Chevy Chase who did Mel Gibson when he called the girl Sugar Tits. Remember that? <laughs> that? His name was Norm Lewis, but um, yeah, I don't know. So yeah, but he's obviously he was supposed to be Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby, obviously. He did. And I want to spoil what happened, but like they basically covered it with a twist. Like, yeah, so like it's kind mm-hmm. of like, so I won't spoil like the details of how the case goes. Down. Okay, I'm going to check it out on Hulu because I know it's on Hulu. So I want to watch it on Hulu. Law and Order season 21, back on your airwaves. Yeah, Hulu. I love the riff from the hairlines. Like when they did the. Because um... I could tell it was going to be one of those because like they put like disclaimers like, yeah. This, this the story which is is fictional, it's not fiction, it's, yeah, not based on real life events. Like we know what that means. It's like that's just so you don't get sued. Like when they did, uh, they crossed um, Paula Dean with Trayvon Martin. Mm-hmm. They put like both of those stories together. Basically, they did a Paula Dean episode, but it had a Trayvon Martin twisted too. Or well, like back in the day, they yeah. 
um, Puffy, J Lo, like shine. Yeah. And that was like that. Was Idris Elbow was on? He played the club owner where they got shot at a, a young, an unknown Idris Elbow before, before he was Stringer Bell. Before <laughs> Stringer Bell is like when I look back, so I was Idris Elbow that owned the club. Yeah, Idris Elbow. Yeah. Now I gotta go back and watch it. You said Idris Elbow, but someone go back. <laughs> back in the night. Show me an Idris. You sold me an Idris. <laughs> the Carrie Washington, she's on it too. Like she, yeah, played, she was J Lo, the J Lo doppelganger. Take a young Carrie Washington. Yes, they didn't want to make her be Puerto Rican because they didn't want to make well, it be too obvious. Too on the nose, so that's changed. <laughs> right, to make it too obvious. <laughs> you can say, "Hey, like J Lo said, we're not doing that story." Like J Lo's Puerto Rican. <laughs> Our girl is. Black. They did. OJ Our girl is clearly another, black. They did OJ on another episode, but they made the guy a baseball player. <laughs> it's like when I, if I did, it was around that time when he wrote the book. <laughs> they did that. The, the if I did, it's like. <laughs> They said, I don't know, like, yeah, but the, the guy the guy on the scene kind of like that baseball player, like, <laughs> when they said, like, the guy that was a murderer. And baseball player. <laughs> <laughs> he resembled the baseball player. I can't think of his name. <laughs> Obviously. Or SB, when they did the Chris Brown Rihanna, I was like, mm-hmm. and the guy's name, his name was Caleb Bryant. What? <laughs> CB, Caleb Bryant. <laughs> Obviously, Chris Brown. They did, um, yeah, um, what's another one? They did Juicy Smollett on <laughs> SVU. They did Juicy. Yeah. Rip from the headlines. An actor is a an actor is assaulted. <laughs> they could have did that for um Chicago PD since it happened in Chicago. I guess that's why they put it on SVU to make it intentional. You can say, oh, this is New York. This is not Juicy. That was Chicago. This is Juicy. <laughs> so I was like, this is Jesse episode. <laughs> this is Jesse Smollett. <laughs> juicy Smollett. I'm like, yes. Famous French actor, Juicy Smoke. <laughs> Juicy. If we talking rip from the headlines, guess what? Um, I just ripped from the headlines. Oh, we heard about this. Kyle Rittenhouse back in the news again. This time going after all of the um I saw Kyle that the called him white supremacy. And and he would like the Whoopi Goldberg, he named drop. They say LeBron. LeBron James, he named drop. And possibly he didn't say, but um, it could go as high as the president. Cause like Joe Biden was talking shit about during the um campaign, like so, like if he he might be going after the president, that shit would be crazy. He doesn't have a he doesn't have a real case. <laughs> like you let your lawyers gas you up, you don't have any. Especially like with the LeBron stuff, cause LeBron, LeBron you, you ate some limit heads. Like, LeBron said, "I didn't see not one tear." LeBron said, "You ate some limit heads." Yeah, like if someone someone that did call him a white supremacist, you might have a better case of. But um, the limit heads. LeBron just said he ate some limit heads. I got LeBron said you ate limit heads. LeBron said LeBron basically said he LeBron's from Akron. He basically said fuck out here. You wasn't crying. Midwest, we say fuck out here in Midwest. That's what we say. <laughs> fuck out of here. That's what he basically said. My thing that I would say that I said about Kyle Rittenhouse is like a lot of people like yes, um, you did, like you were acquitted. Acquitted doesn't equate that you aren't guilty. It just means that they couldn't prove your guilt. That's what acquitted means. You were acquitted. They they did not have the evidence. They did not have proper evidence to convict you. you it does not mean that you are you not guilty. Out there to intentionally kill people. That's bad. right. It just means that they didn't That's have what proof. Charged that. with yeah. So like it was the evidence didn't support that. So and my thing is you should have never been out there because you were seventeen and you didn't you weren't able to handle real situations when when shit got real. Like it was a, like grown people out there wasn't was pulling like, out oh, guns. A bunch of guys out there, a bunch of armed men out there. But um, when shit you got were the real, one who fired. When shit got real, he was by himself. Like they did. Yeah. Other guys got the fuck out of there. Right, grown men. When you're when you're grown and you actually have stuff to live for, you actually have um consequences. Like okay. I can't be out here. I got a wife. I got kids. I got a job. I can't. Like, sure, no. <laughs> no. Okay, we're going to be out here to protect businesses from being looted. But like, when shit starts getting real, it's like, uh, I'm, I'm going home. Uh, I'm going home to my wife. <laughs> a, little, a little too wild out here for me. Yeah. I think I'm going home. He was a 17-year-old kid who should never been out there. Because when shit got real, you you didn't know how to, your brain, you're too young. You didn't know how to process that. You're 17. You were too young. You should not have been out there. You were a 17-year-old kid. And the fact that, you know, that some people felt that, you know, like I said, he didn't, it wasn't murder. Like I said, I saw it. It wasn't murder. Stop saying that he, that he, but he intended, he, it was not murder. He only shot at, people that attacked him. At most, it was like a negligent, 
negligent manslaughter. It was like, at most, it was something like that. Like, if you, like, I, I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know all the terms, but at most, it should have been, that's the most it should have been, not murder. It should have never been murder. It should have never been murder. Especially first degree. First degree. It should, no. For that big time. So you really got to prove My it. thing is, anytime, like, here's my reaction. If you try to charge somebody with first degree murder and you don't have this smoking gun, that's an automatic acquittal to me in my eyes. It's like, oh, they walking. Smoking or a confession. They walking. Yeah, they don't say like, yes, I did. I killed that motherfucker. Yeah. You got to have that. <laughs> you got to have this smoking you gun. Have. You got to have, you got to have the proof. If you don't have it, then they're going to walk. And because of double jeopardy, you can't charge them. Even they come out the next day and say, yeah, I killed that motherfucker. You can't come out. The, like, they can come out the very next day and say that because they're protected by double jeopardy. So. But I just said that with Kyle Rittenhouse, I just was hoping that he would just go away and just disappear. Because it's like, OK, after after, you know, like a lot of people didn't like the verdict of this. So I'm just going to just fade to the back. Yeah, I'm just going to fade to the back end. Not very liked right now. So oh, me personally. Exactly. I, that's what, that's why I thought. I like, want the attention if I was in that situation. Exactly. Like I'm not very oh, liked no. right now. So I'm going to fade into obscurity. I thought he was going to fade into obscurity because he easily could have faded. He was from what? Annie Cox, Illinois, Annie yeah, Cox, yeah, wherever, like, Illinois, uh, yeah. a little tiny town that nobody knows. He could have faded to obscurity. He really could have faded. I guess he probably got, you said, he probably got lawyers in his ear telling me. He can get but he got, he went the George Zimmerman, but I mean, you want the George Zimmerman treatment, whatever. So I, I think it's different. I think he got lawyers in his ear telling me. <laughs> he got lawyers in his ear trying to say he can get some money. That's what it is. Okay. I, think, yeah, got, I think it's the money thing. But the thing about money, though, let's do this, though. The thing that people don't realize about money, like I said, like we know a couple of lawyers. Um, it's like if you try to go up against people who have real money, LeBron's a billionaire. LeBron has long money, so LeBron, they can just take they can just continue we'll, to take we'll you to court until you run out of money. It is like people until like, you run out. <laughs> like, okay, like, and we're not even talking about the federal government. <laughs> they got tax money. <laughs> so, like, they got tax money. So <laughs> if you want to go that, I'm not sure how long Whoopi's money is. I don't know how long her money is. I, I assume she got some money because she's been in the game. For, house, but, I know. Yeah, I don't she know. She's been in the game for what, 50, 60, however long she's been in the game, 50 years. Comedy all my life. I know that much. She's been in the game 50 years. Like I said, we know for a fact LeBron is a billionaire. We know that for a fact. So it's like LeBron, he could just keep on taking you to court, keep on extending, extending, extending until you run out of money. That's what rich people do. They keep on taking you, taking you, taking you, taking you, taking you. 20 million from them is nothing. Why keep donating? It's like, the, he got, because he got a lot of donors. The people like, uh, he's raising money for him, but like, it's not going to last forever. It's like, not going to last forever. Stretches out like two or three years. Like, like for, hypothetically, is like, you're not going to. Like, Unless you got uh, Jeff Bezos donating, Elon Musk donated to you then. <laughs> you got to have donors on that level. <laughs> so it's not going to happen this things are getting heavy right now you want to talk about this russia ukraine situation yeah um and i'm gonna preface this by saying that i don't know much about world affairs like i said i'm very transparent i know like you're a little bit more versed in the subject following a little bit of this you're a little I more versed than me but i'm not versed in it at all and i keep on seeing this stupid meme that keeps on being shared and people are people who are in the know are saying that it's a lot of inaccuracies in this meme. Please stop sharing this meme because, you know, people would rather share misinformation than fact check their shit. Because if something sounds cool and it's like, yeah, it's going viral, let's share this viral post. And they're like, no, they're like the meme. They're like, it's not accurate at all. Because the meme is basically saying that Russia is like the abusive partner. And then Ukraine was in a domestic, like they're making it, like they're making it like a domestic violence. It's Ukraine was part of the Soviet Union back. Yeah, you you remember the Soviet Union? Yeah, USSR, War. right? Yeah, the Cold War we grew up with. Yeah, the Soviet. And Union. then the uh, Mr. Gorbachev tear down this wall, right? Yeah, that's yeah, the Soviet Union. See, okay, see, I was young, but, but I remember. Russia, see, Russia was basically like the biggest part of the Soviet Union, but it was right. like. Ukraine was one of the other countries that was part of it. So then when it collapsed back in like 91 or something like that, mm -hmm. it's like um, Ukraine gained their independence. Right. Now Russia is trying to quietly, yeah, pull it, yeah, yeah quietly take over and shit, yeah. They were, they, were, they were trying to quietly take over. Now they loudly trying to do this shit. Yeah. Like they, for the last for a while, they've been trying to like pick at them. Like, hey, we, 
And we we no nah, we that's that that's our that's our land. We taking that back. Like we own you basically. Our land is mm-hmm. like, so now they invaded and shit. And when mm-hmm. I'm um, and they said this is like the biggest um European war since World War Two. So that shit like that is scary. Like hearing shit like that is like yeah. It. Because uh, I don't want I don't ever want to see a World War Three in my lifetime. I don't I don't ever want to see a war. Like, I, I don't want to see Like, because the United States hasn't um joined it, but they are basically telling what Vladimir Putin, like, hey, stand down, like, leave him alone. It's like they're telling them, it's yeah. like, but I don't want to, like, especially like, we, uh, we, we, we got, yeah, I don't want to see like, like young folks we know, like, being sit over there for this. And over there, yeah, because like the draft, because like, yeah, like, like if, a- if it is a World War Three, a draft might be brought back. Yeah. Like, I don't, it's we don't have a draft now. I, we we don't have the draft now, yeah. 70s, and so, yeah. So, like, yeah, it's no draft, but like, if it escalates to that, who knows? Like, the draft could be reinstated. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like, I'm um, I'm too old and out of shape. Marcus is too old and out of shape. So, we wouldn't get drafted, but like, a lot of the young boys, what now, like, probably like the, the 18 to like 35 year olds now, yeah. they don't have to worry about getting drafted, yeah. Like, some of like our younger cousins, like that. Or like that age group, yeah. Got a um a nephew in that age group as well. Yeah, we have a nephew, yeah. Like that. That's the ones I worry about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's getting real ugly out there because um the, they try to tell them and they've um and the United States have given money to Ukraine to like for the and that people are mad about that too because they why are you sending money and all of that shit. But you're getting ugly out there. Let's say like you we take for granted how good we got it in the United States. Yeah. You could be over there and like people are actually dying. It's like it's like real yeah. I saw a heartbreaking picture where they showed um a baby that was born like inside of like one of those mm-hmm. like basically like a camp thing. Like, it was like a baby was just born last night like basically like like you're like basically trying to hide and you know and it's like a baby it's like a newborn baby is like in there so it's like this awful conditions right now so i'm i really hope i'm, the United I'm hoping this can get resolved in ukraine like i don't want to see that especially because um praying for them scary shit is like um the people are not looking at the the they won't say the peak of the red elephant in the room for this shit is like china right there it's like what if they jump into this and decide to side with Russia and shit too? Mm-hmm. China, they already like um they like on the rise as far as like like they they got their own mess over there like with um with Taiwan and um all all that's going on. There's a lot of mess that's going on over there right now in China, mm-hmm. and um yeah yeah Taiwan I said it right. There's a lot they they trying to take over like um territories themselves. So mm-hmm. if they jump in this inside with Russia, that's I don't want the United States to get. In the, I don't. I don't want to see that shit. Yeah. So hopefully, um, it could get resolved sooner rather than later because the shit is ugly right now. And and Russia, they have nukes too and shit. That's another scary shit. Yeah, they have nukes. Yeah, because that's what people are saying. Like you know, they're that's why concerned you know, about the that. war with them. They got nukes and shit, just like the United mm-hmm. States. Yeah. You don't want them to like send a fucking nuke over here and shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Shit is scary. So just, yeah, I was, I'm, I've been following it. Um, I haven't been watching around the clock, but I have been peeking in on that. Like with during the news, like yeah, because when you start watching, it's like you just become super paranoid, and it's just they show them out there in the war zones. You hear the bombs blowing up in the background behind mm-hmm. the border. It's like, it's like I, I can't watch this around the clock. Yeah, in, it's like, and it's stuff that obviously, like, you know, we can't control. We can do is just stay prayed up and just. Mm-hmm. Just, just have faith that we will resolve this and fight back and like fight for the fight for the independence and shit. Like yeah, stand up and like enforce Russia out and shit. That's the best case mm-hmm. scenario. They fight, they fight back and shit. Yeah, but yeah. crazy. That's for uh, Ukraine. They did put the uh, flag up um during the monster jam and you know like we stood and like we um we applaud because they put the Ukrainian flag up during um the monster jam. Yeah. So they did do that during, yeah. Bless, you don't realize how good you got it in the United States. Mm-hmm. But that's all I got. I'm ready to wrap up. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much it. Oh, uh, just quick take. Uh, Wendy Williams show is ending and Sherry Shepard's officially Wendy getting out. Sherry Shepard's in. I did see that. And they said that Sherry has been doing really well because she was named the permanent host. And now they're like, they're going to launch her own show in uh, the fall. 
And Sherry, I'm happy for her because she's a veteran in the game. She's been in the game, what, like 25, 30 years? ups and downs. It's nice to see her get her own show finally. Yeah, and she has experience because, you know, she was on, uh, was she on The View, right? I believe so. Yeah, so like, I mean, she hosted what the newlywed game. I think she did a version. Yeah, like, so I mean, so she has some experience with being, you know, in front of the and she's a comedian, so you know, like, so she has like the good timing, she's funny, she's bubbly. So happy for Sherry, happy for her. Yeah, you're on a high note, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Sherry Shepard, <laughs> another damn podcast episode 248. If you like what we're doing, you know what to do. Give us one of these. <laughs> yeah. If you want to subscribe, share, rate, review on all your platforms, some of Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, SoundCloud, iHeart, TLC Talk Radio. What up, Tasha? Hey, Tasha. YouTube and your Amazon Alexa devices as well. You can also follow me at Ozman the Wizard on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Oz Radio on Snapchat and Facebook as well. You know how to get at me. And you can check me out, MSIMA8626 on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Mm-hmm. Also, S-E-R-8-G-U-L-E-Y-1 on Twitter. S-E-R-8-G-U-L-E-Y-7 on Instagram. Also, please like the Straight Gully Facebook fan page. Check, mm-hmm. check out straightgully.com for your blogs and your blogs. And for your video production needs, check out straightgullyproductions.com. What's up, baby? I'm Oz Man. Library. And Naima. We'll talk to you later. Bye. I'm gone.